The wife is alleging that he was pressured into it and that he was not in his right mind and that his previous will that was done before this, which was done back in 2015, so about six years ago, as she was quoted saying, was the family estate plan and everything was all buttoned up the way they wanted to. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome into Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George, joined with Nick Rosenbauer of Rosenbauer Law Office. He's an estate planning attorney and the owner there. And you can find him online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. We're talking Larry King today. We're kind of sticking with some some of these topical subjects. You've probably seen Larry King passed away uh, this year, and you probably saw on the news recently about his will and his estate and how there's still some unsettled assets out there with his wife who they were in the middle of filing for a divorce. So kind of a messy situation, but we're going to try to make some sense out of it. There's some lessons to be learned here, especially in terms of handwritten wills, which apparently Larry King had. Um, And we have some updates on the story too. There's been a lot of news um, over the last couple of weeks about it. So we'll fill you in on all of that. Nick, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing good, doing good. Um, I will say it's it's about as exciting of a time for estate planning as you can have because, <laughs> um, you know, Ben, there's a reason that there's never been a law and order probate or a CSI um, <laughs> probate because, uh, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I certainly find it interesting. Uh, it's maybe not the sexiest of topics, though. Um, maybe not the most TV worthy, but a lot of celebrity things going on right now. Larry King, I know. Um, who was it? Uh, Rush Limbaugh, also another big king of radio, has passed away recently. Yeah. Um, we'll get into the stuff with Larry King. I think what should be very telling, uh, even though we won't go into this, is haven't heard a darn thing about uh, Rush Limbaugh's estate. So probably means that's all been buttoned up and taken care of. And I think that's the way it should be. Uh, so when we talk about Larry King in a minute here, maybe contrast that you know, politics aside, I know they were on different sides of the aisle, but uh, you know all the stuff that we didn't hear about Rush Limbaugh, at least the family has their privacy, um, if that makes sense. But Larry King, this is going to be all over the news. But uh, it's going to be exciting. And then uh, what... Uh, in normal times, is kind of my favorite sports time of the year. Uh, we did the office bracket pool. Uh, this is uh, this is yeah. mid March right now that uh, we're talking, filling out our NCAA tournament brackets. I still hurting <laughs> from last year. Um, I wasn't going to bring it up, Nick. I wasn't going to bring it up yep. because I know that it's, it's been <laughs> a very very touchy subject with you over the past year when Dayton was on the cusp of maybe making a championship run, um, and then here we are a year later. Well, I. No one beat Dayton in the tournament last That's year. That's true. So that I'm, true. I, I, I'm declaring us the 2020 national champions. Just, <laughs> oh man, it's, I'm going to start crying on the radio here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we have a little bracket pool going here at the office. And then my wife and I always do a bracket against each other. I'll be honest, I haven't watched a whole lot of college basketball this year. Um, I've watched the Dayton games and they've been they haven't been as pretty this year as last year. Team just struggled. Four new starters, no off season. 
injuries during the middle. You know, it just it just didn't go well. It wasn't our year, obviously. But uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, but other than that, I think March Madness. It's the biggest cluster in the world. Um, you know, yeah. the biggest you know kind of frenzy as far as crowning a a champion for any major college or pro sport. Uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, maybe not the most you know, exact. I guess you could argue that seven game series or things like that guarantees that the better team advances. But at the same time, if you can get through the tournament and win uh, in each of the rounds unscathed, I think you've done enough to win it all. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, It's strange that the main rounds start on a Friday. Normally it's a Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday for round two. So they're doing it I mean, it's Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, Monday, so it's going to be a bit weird there. But, you know, uh, if nothing else, uh, we'll be watching Dayton probably lose uh, in the NIT, <laughs> um, if that's any uh, consolation. Yeah. So, uh, but no, it, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. And at this point, after the year we've had, I guess, because it's been a year, hasn't it now, uh, yeah, since all believe. of this started? Um, yeah, I, I guess I can't complain that there's a whole lot of sports to watch. So I guess we should be thankful. We should be grateful for that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, as an Alabama fan, Nick, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this tournament. So I'm hoping uh, they, they look pretty with, darn good this year. Tempered they expectations. Year. <clears throat> yeah, they look so, good man. this year. And there's, I think the SEC is a bit underrated. So Alabama, I think they've, they've had to go through the grinder a little bit. A couple teams in the SEC pretty good, even though just the name on the jersey isn't Kentucky, so they probably don't get a whole lot of love. But uh, right. I think uh, I think Alabama's pretty good, and I think they're battle tested now. <laughs> By the time this comes out, Alabama will probably lose in the first round. I, I know I just jinxed us, so I apologize about that. <laughs> but uh, I will uh, I'll I'll root for you. That can be my uh, surrogate. NCAA tournament team this year. How's that? Well, I do appreciate that. Uh, I'll take any uh, any fans we can get. We need uh, we need the support and hopefully make a run. But let's jump into our conversation today. If you haven't joined us before, you can find everything online CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Nick's got a lot of, lot of great resources up there, like Ohio's complete guide to estate planning, five reasons to avoid those uh, do-it-yourself estate planning kits, and much much more. Plus, all of our podcasts can be found there as well. Uh, Larry King is in the news recently. Uh, obviously, his passing, but since that time. Uh, we've we've heard about his estate and some details have come out about a handwritten will and and a few other things. So let's just kind of start off. Kind of give me kind of what's happening with this story. What do we need to know? Because I've kind of seen some headlines, but don't know all the details. Okay, so there's a number of different pieces or different buckets here. He obviously passed away recently. Everything that's in the news has been centered around about two million dollars um, that's being fought over in probate court right now. And at first you would say, Nick, wouldn't Larry King be worth more than $2 million? That seems awfully low uh, for someone of his stature and his career and shoot his longevity. I don't even know how long he was in radio. But the reason we're, the reason we're talking about this $2 million is because that's what's being probated the vast majority of his state, the, the estimates say he was worth about 145, maybe $150 million. So it's kind of funny, Ben, proportionally wise, this $2 million is a drop in the bucket compared to his whole estate. But I think you or I would sign up you know, for a $2 million inheritance right now, no questions asked. So it's still a significant amount of money. Right. Most of the assets are settled privately. 
Nothing's contested, and they're handled safely through various trusts that obviously we'll never know about. So, so you get the privacy there. So this $2 million that we keep hearing about um, has to do with his wife, who, and you alluded to this, they were in the middle of a divorce, but it had not, it hasn't been finalized. Um, and I know a lot of the family courts, you know, you know, divorce, child custody, et cetera, that's taken a huge uh, slowdown, if you will, during COVID. So part of me wonders if COVID may have been part of the reason this wasn't finalized. But apparently, when Larry King died, he had roughly $2 million that was not funded or coordinated or protected by any of his trust. So think of it as $2 million that got left behind, uh, if that makes sense. So therefore, it's going to be stuck, and it's subject to probate proceedings. Um, he also had paperwork. His, his plan was way out of date. Um, looks like they filed for divorce in August of 2019. Two months after that, so I guess that would have been October of 2019, Larry supposedly hand-wrote a new will. I mean, hand the, the ultimate DIY uh, job, if you will, <laughs> which leaves all of his probate assets equally among his five children, didn't mention his wife at all whatsoever, which sometimes, you know, can open the door to uh, a will contest by someone saying, well, obviously he didn't even, ma- you know, he forgot he was married, so he must have been out of his mind. You know, we'll get to that a little more later. Um, but just something to keep in mind. The handwritten will also includes two of his children who unfortunately passed away last year. So two of his kids died last year who are mentioned in this will, and his wife, who was still his wife when he passed away, was not mentioned. Um, The wife is alleging that he was pressured into it and that he was not in his right mind and that his previous will that was done before this, which was done back in 2015, so about six years ago, was, uh, as she was quoted saying, was the family estate plan and everything was all buttoned up the way they wanted to. So that's where we're at, and of course she's filing a lawsuit in the probate court trying to contest that will, get it thrown out, in which case it would revert back to the old will, from six years ago. So she's saying this handwritten will should not be recognized. It should basically be tossed in the garbage, in which case the will that governs would be the previous one. So so that's how everything started. It's crazy it's gotten to that point because, I mean, you look at Larry King, I think most people kind of know he's he's had a few relationships in his past. He's had uh, seven, this is his seventh wife. Uh, one of his wives he married twice. Uh, divorced twice. <laughs> um, but this latest one, they've been married since 1997. So, you know, when I first heard the story, I was like, oh, because I, I didn't remember, you know, how long he'd been married to this current uh, woman. But I, I thought I just assumed it was probably a short relationship and, you know, there was some falling out. But the, it's crazy that they were married, you know, for, for nearly 25 years. And this is the kind of the way it ended. Exactly. So, you know, first off, you know, how does he have $144 million with seven ex-wives? Um, <laughs> Good question. <laughs> so you wonder how much money he really amassed during his life. Um, no, but but all jokes aside, it, yeah, it's uncommon with someone who has had that many marriages and divorces 
But right, this is not someone that he married three years ago or anything like that. They've been together for a very long time, and it's completely messy. None of it really makes sense. Why is all this taken care of? Everything's privately handled through trust and set up the right way. But someone forgot about $2 million. Like it just, it, it all seems strange. Um, so my eyebrows have been raised through all of it, just, you know, just like the concerns you brought up. So um, an update that's come very recently, actually an article that I read earlier this week. Um, okay. It appears that the handwritten will, uh, which the legal word for that is known as a holographic will. So a holographic will is the legal term for a handwritten will. And it appears that that handwritten will will be probated. It will, I guess, come into play. Um, so legal experts say that the handwritten will does satisfy the requirements under California's probate code for what is considered a valid handwritten or holographic will. So there, there are certain requirements for a will. Handwritten wills actually have different rules, strangely enough. But from an article that I read by a, a California attorney earlier this week, so this, this just came down, um, obviously very recently, it looks like the will checks all the boxes from a structure standpoint, okay? Mm -hmm. um, now, it will be very difficult for his wife to have it thrown out, okay? So undue influence, saying he was pressured, he wasn't in his right mind, you know, basically, it wasn't his own free will, you know, kind of uninfluenced this, that are pressured this, that, and the other. It's very hard to get that thrown out, not just in California. The presumption always begins, it's known as a rebuttable presumption. So we always start uh, assuming something is this way, but you have the ability to prove otherwise. So we always begin with the premise that the will is legitimate, it's valid, and there wasn't any funny business going on, uh, if you will, when it was executed. So she can't just show something that says, whether smoke, there's fire. It's up to her to, to show some real proof and swing the pendulum the other way. So everything starts from the presumption the will's valid, everything's legitimate, and the burden is completely 100% on the wife um, to show otherwise, to prove that he was unduly influenced or not in his right mind, which will be extremely tough unless, you know, someone has video of him getting a psychological analysis five minutes before signing the will, which right. obviously good luck. Um, so, you know, you're going to have a hard time doing that. 99 times out of 100, that doesn't, you know, the person is not successful in doing that. So my gut says she won't win. Also, we're not sure of the details, but there are rumors that they did not have a prenuptial agreement. So that's okay. one of the things uh, I know some people have asked um, whether or not they had a prenup. So an agreement before they got married to where if they get divorced or if someone passes away, here's what happens with the money. However, they may have had a post-nuptial agreement, uh, which is, is basically a prenup that you sign after you get married, which is very strange. And, and, and Ohio and a number of other states don't recognize those. I know here in Ohio, it has to be a prenuptial agreement. Otherwise, 
let the chips fall where they may. Um, you, you cannot enter into uh, a post-nuptial agreement after you've gotten married, but uh, according to this, it looks like California does allow them. Those are just rumors. You know, I've, I've read differing reports on that. If there was a valid post-nuptial agreement that was still in play, that may say a lot, and that might, that might even override some of the inheritance here. So we're not sure how that's going to play out. That's rumors. Uh, when we get more information, uh, maybe we'll update you on that. But but that's pretty much what we're looking at right now. We're in okay. the middle of this, obviously. And then, you know, of course, the publicity, that all comes, you know, we've talked about a number of reasons on this show that we don't love to deal with the probate court and, you know, being the front page of TMZ, uh, certainly one of them. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, none of us, oh, well, I won't say none of us. Maybe there's a few people out there that have an estate the size of Larry King that are listening to the podcast. Um, you know, and if so, if you want to sponsor the show, let us know. But $144 million, <laughs> we're probably not going to touch, right, Nick? But there are some lessons we can learn, no matter what size estate we have, from the way this is playing out that we can apply to our own estate plan, right? Exactly. So even if you're not a newsworthy celebrity, uh, and even if you don't have an un you know, an exorbitant amount of money, you still, the first thing that popped into my mind, and probably yours as well, make sure that all of your accounts, all of your assets are properly coordinated or funded with your estate plan, your trust, what have you. The trust isn't funded. If the money is left behind, which this $2 million obviously was, it still goes to probate court. My guess is Larry King has paid millions of dollars throughout his life in legal fees. How the heck did this get missed? So it can happen to anyone. All these things, of course, mean public record, open to attacks or challenges from people who are cut out. Obviously, case in point being the wife here, it's extremely expensive. It's public record. So even if we're not talking about a situation this bad, my guess is you probably don't want your family to go through this in your local probate court. Also, you need to update things. Life changes death of someone, a birth, a divorce, a separation, a circumstance change, getting a new account. If you switch from one bank to another or from Fidelity to Edward Jones or whomever, you get these new accounts, you need to make sure that they're lined up with your plan as well. Um, so again, just update things. You want to make sure your attorney's keeping in touch with you regularly, and also that you're keeping in touch with your attorney regularly. And then another thing to keep in mind, if you think there's going to be some sort of a conflict, and, and, and Ben, we've obviously done an episode on this previously, if you think there's a potential for some conflict, maybe disinheriting someone, middle of a divorce, perhaps seven ex-wives, um, you know, w- would be something that I would consider danger for a conflict. Um, or any sort of unequal inheritance plan, you need to be extra careful. Make sure everything is up to date, handles everything. It needs to be watertight. So you need to make sure you have a good estate planning expert on your side to go through things. You're probably going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation with your attorney to lay all of this out. But the more the attorney knows, uh, the more the attorney can be there to help you out. Make sure your plan isn't vulnerable. So that's another thing to keep in mind, even if we don't have a Larry King-type situation, um, anything where you're suspecting or concerned about conflict after the fact, make sure that's all locked down. 
Well, some good lessons learned, and I'm sure some people have probably seen this story in the news and wanted to get a little clarification on exactly what's happening because it is a little confusing if you don't if you don't work in that that arena and aren't that familiar with estate planning and a lot of the laws that are in place around this. You you see handwritten will and kind of wonder what's going on. So. Thanks for clearing that up for us, Nick. We'll try to do more of these kind of topical uh, conversations because I think um, they're in the news. And I guess if if they're in the news, it means something went wrong, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And then, um, you know, just think of a number of other celebrity deaths not in the news, at least anything from the estate planning perspective means it's private, means there's no lawsuits, no one's fighting about it, and no one even knows about it. So you can't go on, and, and again, not to get political, but since he passed away, similar time, I haven't seen one article about Rush Limbaugh's estate plan and his family fighting over it. Um, because he doesn't, you know, I'm assuming he doesn't have any money that got left behind or vulnerable. So that's probably what you want uh, for your family. Um, if that's the case, like I said, we'd, we'd love to talk. Uh, there's a button on my website. Just go to CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Click the button to schedule a call with me. 15 minutes, we can chat. I'll answer any questions that you have. You'll also find this show and all of our podcasts online as well. CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the website. Thank you for listening to the show, Nick. Thanks for your time, and thanks for taking us through all this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, again, I I always love the opportunity for something a little exciting, a little sexy, a little newsworthy uh, (laughs) in the estate planning field. And uh, we may have to do an update show in the future if, um, you know, when when this works itself out. Yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to this episode of Complete Estate Planning. We have a couple shows every single month, so make sure you hit subscribe. We'll talk to you again on the next episode. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.